At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hour number two, primetime action live from the South Point. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin. Glad you could hang with us tonight. Uh, still recovering from the greatest football weekend there ever was. The division round, 2022. Let's bring in Reed Fowler from DraftKings. He analyzes not only golf, we'll get to golf, but also the NFL for DraftKings. You can follow him on Twitter at Reed T. Fowler. That's R-E-I-D-T. Fowler. How you doing, Reed? Good, Gil. Yeah, that last weekend was crazy. Uh, I mean, I think a lot of us were on Green Bay, uh, but that's not the one that everyone that, you know, is talking about. Everyone talks about the overtime rules. Uh, and I think Josh Allen put it very well is that if everyone, if Buffalo got won that toss, then they will, they'd be the one celebrating. And I think the collective fan would also be celebrating as well. Yeah. My, I was saying yesterday, I was like, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't hate the overtime rules as much yeah. as other people did. But that game, I finally hated it for the first time because I was just like, "This right. is what a what a terrible way to end this masterpiece." Because you knew whoever won it was winning, whoever won the coin toss was winning the right. game, and that's what happened. Uh, okay, because we want to get to golf, let's get your thoughts on the championship games. Let's start with the NFC, or let's start with the AFC, the uh, one that's the bigger spread. Chiefs favored by seven over the Bengals. Do you give the Bengals a puncher's chance here? I don't. Um, and, and the reason being is that first matchup that we saw, maybe what was it a month and a half ago or a month ago? I forget exactly what time you saw the chiefs pretty dominant, you know, all the way in that first half. And then towards the second half, you kind of saw them falter a little bit. Jamar chase was amazing in that game. Some weird calls, right? By the officiating, which has sort of been the theme throughout the entire year. Uh, but the chiefs looked like the stronger team in that matchup. And when Cincinnati cannot stop the, uh, the pass rush uh, against it uh, to protect Burrow. Kansas City Chiefs, even though they're not known for that, can definitely take that and use it to their advantage. I'm giving Kansas City the lean here, even at seven. Wanted to get six and a half, but don't mind taking it at seven. So let's look at the NFC side of things here. Actually, let's 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 go back to that AFC one real quick and, and talk about the total at 54, 54 and a half. Yeah. Do you see this kind of becoming a game kind of like we saw last week where they're kind of going back and forth and trading punches? Or, or do you think that this one's a little bit more controlled by the Chiefs? I think it's a little bit more controlled, Matt. And, and again, if you take a look, too, at Cincinnati, they're going to want to establish a run, right? They're going to want to establish a run. We've seen Zach Taylor kind of do negative EV plays when it comes to that kind of stuff where he just leans on the run more than he should. He's getting better, 
But I don't. I think this is too much baked into what we saw last week, what we saw the last time these two teams met. And really, like I mentioned, Kansas City was really playing better. And that's kind of where they turned around a little bit of their defense as well. So I'm leaning towards the under in this one. Chiefs led that first game against the Bengals by 14 points, not once, not yeah. twice, but three different times in that game. And then Jamar Chase caught every 50-50 oh. ball there was. It was amazing. 266 yards receiving. Oh. The NFC game. Uh, everyone here in this studio is sitting on some Rams futures. Should we play the Niners plus the points? Is that how we should play it? You can. Uh, you can. And the reason being, and, and make it four for four, because I got Rams futures all the way back in September where I got them at 15 to one to win the Super Bowl. So I'm, I'm with you guys as well. But if you look at the 49ers, what have they done well, Gil? They've done a few things pretty well. They've mitigated Aaron Donald's uh, you know, a domination of any game uh, and pass rush. What they've done well is, is they've attacked the middle uh, against the 49ers. And that's really what you have to do. And the 49ers don't blitz. Whatever you blitz Matt Stafford, he is amazing against it. And the 49ers, they don't mm -hmm. against Stafford. They don't against the Rams. So I don't think it's a bad play at all. I think the Rams are a better team. You're essentially saying Jimmy Garoppolo's got to beat the Rams, right? And that's a little bit of a tough ask, but Debo Samuel is an all-around guy. I just have so much faith in what Shanahan wants to do against this team. I know it's hard to beat a team three times in a row, uh, but I like the Rams getting the points, or excuse me, the, the 49ers getting the points. That's a hedge. Do you... Do you think, though, as with, you know, when this is all said and done, you just have a lean to the Chiefs, you have a lean to the Rams with that as well. If we end up Chiefs-Rams when this thing is is all said and done, how do you see that Super Bowl kind of matching up? Boy, it's it's hard to bet against Patrick Mahomes right now and what he's able to do. Uh, and you kind of heard Travis Kelsey as well towards the end, right, saying that we were kind of just playing backyard ball. If that's the case, right, and you can't really predict and there's nothing on tape to, to really guard against these guys. And Byron Pringle – Looks like someone who's really coming into shape. I know it's weird to say, but we've seen these third receivers, fourth receivers now be factors in these type of games. When you have that type of offense, even though their defense is is suspect at best, I kind of I find it hard to believe that that Patrick Mahomes is not going to win another Super Bowl, even though all of us here want it to be the other way around. All right, Reed, let's talk some golf. Tory Pines, Farmers Insurance, uh, big names on the uh, the board for this one participating. We start with the, the question. We always start with golf tournaments. The profile you are looking for to bet on here. Yeah, if his name is Tony Finau, that's the profile. No, um, <laughs> I think you know, all joking aside, right? You kind of want a guy who can get it out there uh, quite a bit. This is a long course. It's played across two courses, right? The South and North course. We saw the South last year host the U.S. Open, uh, but three rounds be played on the South, right? It's the host, and that's the behemoth. It's over 7,700 yards. There's, I think, seven par five or par fours, excuse me, over 450 yards, you're going to want someone who can really lean on their driver. And you're going to want someone who's played well on traditional style tee to green courses. You think of colonial, you think of the majors, right? Those are the kind of courses that we think of Riviera, right? Genesis. That's the type of player that you want to see some form coming into it. And some players who actually have gotten, you know, we see Dustin Johnson will be, this will be his first tournament of the season. You want to see some form coming into this and some success here at farmers previously. And I know I joked at the top there with Tony Finau, but if there is one place to bet him and have confidence, and I'll use air quotes on that in Tony, it's here because he's amazing here. His worst finish is 24th. And that was on his debut at this course. And he's rattled a couple of, of runner up finishes. And so at 25, if you can get him at 25 and shop it around, it's probably going to stay there. That's the guy I like at the top, along with Bill Zalatoris. 
read people here long course, they obviously are going to gravitate towards uh, the name Bryson DeChambeau. I, he didn't come up for me. I, it, there just wasn't enough for me to to get there. How are you treating Bryson this week? Look on DraftKings. I just tweeted this out. He's he's leading in terms of percent bet and percent handle on, on DraftKings right now, and maybe it's because of his number, Matt. I and mean, if you take a look at that area of of the board, right, you have him, DJ. You have Spieth around there, Brooks. They're all around that number, and it might be like these guys are proven winners, major winners, right, including Bryson in the U.S. Open. That's kind of what you want at this type of course. But I'm with you, right? Even though Bryson's a guy that obviously we like here at DraftKings, you take a look at what he's done so far at this course. It hasn't been great. He hasn't been here in a while, but he just doesn't have really good experience here. And There's guys that I like a little bit deeper on the board over Bryson. Who are some of those guys? Yeah, I think, like I mentioned, Bozell Torres at 30 to one. Uh, I think that's a fine play. If you look at what he's done in his, you know, in his, when he's played and he stays starts, excuse me, when it's come to these traditional style courses, he's played extremely well. He hasn't won yet, but he's someone that I really like. And Matt Wolf, right? We always talk about Matt, Matt Wolf when total driving, when distance and accuracy off the tee is there. When he was playing well, that was a, that was a thing that he did extremely well. And if you take a look at his odds at the U.S. Open last year, here it was 33 to one. Now you're getting him at some places 50, 55, even 60 to one. And even though he didn't play well last week, you take a look at his fall series, and he played extremely well. He's a guy that can definitely lean on that driver. He has good feelings, good vibes here. I think you got to give a nod to Matt Wolf, and then even deeper, Cam Davis. Cam Davis, the the big Australian guy. He's had two really good finishes in Hawaii. Played well here. He led the he led the field guys in strokes gained tee to green last year, but was sixth worst in putting. He just could not make a putt, but he led the field in the obviously in the major statistic of strokes gained tee to green. You can get him at 90, 95 in some places. So I like Cam Davis as well. How are you handling Jordan Spieth this week? I mean, look, like I said, he's he's a guy who could easily win. Right, because he's a proven winner, a major winner. When you take a look at this course, he hasn't necessarily put everything together, and I just haven't seen him yet. I want to see some form before I bet a guy like Jordan Speed at forty to one. And there's someone there which might not be rational, Matt, at forty-five to one in Mad McNeely that I like a lot more. But again, you talk about Jordan Speed; he is a proven major winner, and that's what you need at these type of courses. But if you look at the average odds over the past five years of winners, they've been around thirty to one, thirty-five to one. So if you like that statistic and you like that trend, Jordan Speed fits that, just not for me. Did you sort of play it close to the vest the first couple of weeks of the tour and are opening it up here, or how did that work out for you? In terms of Jordan Speed? No, in, in terms, terms of in terms of just your breadth of bets. Oh yeah. So I, I mean American Express, I kind of went willy-nilly. And and Hawaii, that's you know, that's sort of my backyard. So I went pretty heavy in those two. But this is the first one too that you really see the like the strength of the field. Right, really pop up. And I, I would say like the first few tournaments you wanna bet longer shots, especially at the American Express, you're not too worried. And John Rum did us a favor last week where he allowed a guy a lot of guys to drift or be deeper on the board because a guy like John Rom and Patrick Hanley had so much win equity at the top. In these type of tournaments, though, you kind of want to play it a little bit heavier at the top because the top guys usually win. So that's how I'm, that's how I sort of, you know, in terms of my betting strategy for the first few tournaments. Really lay out long shots early, but then when we get here and in California, it's a little bit of the uh, the guys at the top. Golf season in full swing now. Reed, Hawaii is his backyard. Reed Fowler. Appreciate it, man.
All right, guys, take care. Reed Fowler, at Reed T. Fowler on the Twitter machine, covers uh, golf and football, the NFL for DraftKings. I am uh, I'm interested in in what Kelly, whenever we talk about this here in about 45 minutes, what, what, what spit out for him. I, I actually, weirdly, am not, didn't didn't come up with as much conviction as I, I thought I was going to. I was going to say you, you, can you see don't my sound card as is, excited. Well, my card is is smaller than I thought it would be. It just I just there was as far as like what I liked and then what the prices were that yeah. I found. It just there wasn't anything that really yeah. really kind of jumped out to me. Not huge outrights for me this week. Mm-hmm. A lot of uh, kind of the derivative markets. I played more of those positions. Well. Yeah, yeah I, I'm kind of with you on that. I will I will I will say this much, Gil, because you pointed this out last week. Our models match were very different the past two weeks. Matt and I's looked very similar this week. Oh, they do. All right. Oh, yeah. I was wondering when they would sort of coalesce like that. Because usually you guys are pretty similar on stuff. That was sort of outlier the last couple of weeks. Uh, we'll come back with some football props, including most rushing yards, most receiving yards here this championship weekend. It's Vicent's primetime action. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Uh, before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VSIN.com to check the current betting splits data. It's a new feature that gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public's betting based on the number of tickets and where the money does not match the public opinion. Data is available for money line over under and against the spread bets. Betting splits, yet another way that VSIN is here to make you a smarter, better year round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VSIN.com. Kelly with the update. Yeah, I'll start in the NBA. We got a few games at the half, a few games in the second quarter. Uh, we got the Nuggets um, on top of the Pistons, 69-59 at the half. Nuggets, 11.5 point live favorite, 234 and a half the live total. Raptors up on the Hornets, 76-61 without Fred Van Vliet tonight. Uh, Raptors looking good. Live numbers there. Raptors 10.5 and 246 and a half. How about this one? Oh my God, I'm seeing it as you're about to say Gills, it. Washington Wizards lead at the half 66 to 36 over the LA Clippers. Way to show up, Clip Show. <laughs> Wizards wow. are 25 and a half point live favorites. 213 and a half the live total if you're interested in hopping in on that one. Also at the half, we have the Pelicans on top of the Sixers 58 to 50. Sixers still live betting favorites laying two and a half and two sixteen and a half. And then the big game of the night over on TNT, we have the Lakers on top of the Nets, 47 to 39. 
Lakers laying seven and a half live, 226 and a half the total. Celtics all over the Kings, 46 to 23. That's another ugly game. Six and a half minutes left to go in the second quarter. Celtics laying 23 and a half right now live, 208 and a half the live total. And early in the four, first quarter, the Rockets are on top of the Spurs, 12 to 10. Seven minutes still left to go in the first. The Spurs, three and a half point live favorites, 232 and a half. The live total over on the ice. We've got a few games in action. Senators on top of the Sabres, three to nothing. 13 minutes left in the second period. No live numbers currently up on that game. Uh, Stars up on the Devils, four to nothing. 11 minutes left in the second period. The Hurricanes have a two nothing lead over the Golden Knights. 11 minutes left in the second period. Hurricanes minus 1800 live. You can get seven to one on Vegas if you wanted to hop in. Five and a half. The live total. Is tough tough back to back for the Golden Knights, uh, you know, but back to back. East Coast so, trip. East Coast road trip. Yep. Four, four, four games in a row on the road trip. Well, it's pretty so, uh, They got oh, done last yeah. night. Shutout. First shutout season for the Golden Knights. Is that true? They, oh, they, they won last night. <laughs> I think that was a shutout. I'm pretty Yo, sure. I was actually about to be impressed. No, no, it was a shutout. I'm pretty sure. This and is, I think it was their first of the season. This has been your Hockey Minute. Wow. Hockey Minute with Matt Brown. All right, there you go. Coyotes up on the Penguins. One to nothing. Eight and a half minutes left to go in the second period. Uh, let's see. Live numbers on that game are off the board currently. Uh, the Islanders and Flyers, 2-2, end of one. Islanders, minus 135. Flyers, plus 105. Seven and a half, your live total. And the Panthers, with an early lead over the Jets, one to nothing. 14 minutes left in the first period. College basketball, we got a few top 25 games going. Villanova up on top of DePaul, 40-28. to 28. 14 minutes left to go in that game. Villanova... I'm not going to trust this live number. Illinois on top of Michigan State, 42-27. to 27, 15 minutes left to go in that one. Duke on top of Clemson, 50-46. to 46, 15 minutes left in that one. And Baylor out to an early lead over Kansas State, 15-6. 11-49 left in the first half of that game. Baylor a 12.5 point live favorite, 136.5 your live total. UConn, Georgetown night 30 years ago. That would have been a thing, but it's not tonight, apparently. Georgetown, 15-point dogs. U- UConn's ranked, I yeah. believe. Yeah. Georgetown, not quite. Not yeah. quite. Yeah, that game is about to start as well. Um, can I kill a future segment? Kelly, not later on the show tonight, but probably later this week. Sure. All right. Uh, Super Bowl MVP, which is available to bet on now. Obviously, we don't know the two teams that are ultimately in there. Oh, yeah, I was going to put that in this week. You're good. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Go, go, go down. Right, yeah. Go. I actually think it's interesting this this week, this year, because of the four remaining teams, and we threw this around a little bit this morning, you have with the Kansas City Chiefs, you have in addition to Patrick Mahomes, you obviously have Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. For the Bengals, in addition to quarterback Joe Burrow, you have the presumptive rookie of the year in Jamar Chase. In the Rams, in addition to quarterback Matthew Stafford, you have the presumptive offensive player of the year in Cooper Cup. And in the case of the Niners, you have the fourth power-ranked quarterback of the bunch who has the great Debo Samuel along with George Kittle as his teammates. So I do think that this is an interesting year in that you can make a case for all four teams that there are big enough names besides the quarterback that they might merit some consideration if you want to bet this ahead of time. Hill and Kelsey, both 20-1 to of the people we named. Cooper Cup is 8-1. to Jamar thirty-five to one, and Debo uh, sixteen to one now. By the way, at DraftKings, 
where George Kittle's 40 to 1. So just just an interesting look this year to this, I think. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I would I would for me, obviously, like I wouldn't better I wouldn't bet a Ram because the Rams win the Super Bowl. I'm I'm gonna be perfectly happy. Like, anyway, so <laughs> I wouldn't right. I wouldn't bet a Ram or anything like that. But yeah, I mean like I think it's super interesting to where when you look and if you're say you're just super, super bullish on 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 Cincinnati. I mean like it's going to be Burrow or Chase, right? You could put in a ticket on both. And yeah. Like that would just be – it's going to be one of the two. So it's, you just put in a ticket on one of those two guys. and TJ Uzoma is not winning the MVP. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yes. Uzoma's not – it ain't happening with Uzoma. I, I think the one that – I was talking to a friend about this the other day, Matt, was just the – you know, people like us that have Rams tickets, like a way to hedge – you know, you might you might this week want to take a little bit of piece of Patrick Mahomes at a bigger number than you know they're going to be they're going to be favorites in a in a in a Rams Chiefs Super Bowl. The Chiefs would be favorites. You'd be laying a, mo- a money line of minus one forty one fifty or whatever that would be in that game. So you could take a piece of him at plus one eight one eighty or whatever this week and have that in your pocket if you wanted to do that. Could be a way of uh, hedging around some of those tickets. By the way, not only will TJ Uzoma not win it, but CJ Uzoma won't either. Uh, <laughs> and the reason I say. <laughs> When I say like, people are going to be like, well, what about you know Joe Mixon? Also, the reason I say that definitively is the only reason is is because so they're going to play either the 49ers or the Rams. Both of the two, both of those two teams have very good run defenses, and the the easier way to go about those teams would be throwing the ball against them, right? So if if Cincinnati wins the Super Bowl, which you have to win the Super Bowl to win the MVP. If they win it, it's going to be throwing the ball. It's going to be through the air. It's not going to be a Joe Mixon running for a ton of yards because you can't run on either one of you know on the on the Niners or the Rams. And Good so call. Good call. Yeah, yeah. It's that, that's why I was saying that so definitively before, without any explanation. Let me give some context to that as well. Here's also for those who are curious about how the 55 previous Super Bowls have broken down by position. Uh, for MVP, 31 of the 55 have been quarterbacks, four out of the last five, by the way, as well. Seven have been wide receivers, including the one that was not a quarterback the last five years, Julian Edelman, if you recall, was MVP against the Rams in that, uh, was that 17-3 to three or 13-3, to three, whatever I believe it was. I cashed a 50-1 uh, ticket on him that oh, year. Oh, did you yes, really? Did, yes. Seven have been running backs, but not since Terrell Davis of the Broncos. Like almost a quarter century ago, has a running back won MVP in the Super Bowl. That's amazing. When was that? Ninety seven. Uh, yeah, Super Bowl thirty two. So yes, that would be ninety eight, January of ninety eight. Uh, nine defensive players. Last one was Vaughn Miller of the Broncos versus the Panthers, and one kick returner, Desmond Howard, who did it with the Packers against the Patriots. But thirty one have been quarterbacks. So that's what makes this year interesting because I don't think. The quarterback is necessarily the default that it always has been. Well, it's well, especially when you have guys like Chase, yeah. guys like Cup, guys like Debo, or a guy like Tyreek, wherein they could have these. I mean, we just saw Cooper Cup just had a nine catch, hundred and eighty nine yard touchdown with the touchdown game. You, we've seen Jamar Chase have multiple, you know, six, seven catches 100 and some odd yards and touchdown games. So, like, you can have that one super, super dominant guy for each of these players as opposed to where it's like, you know, Stafford could throw only for, 
there, there is a very likely scenario in which Stafford throws for 255 and 160 of those go to Cooper Cup, right? To where it's like the eye, the number aren't the numbers aren't eye popping for Stafford, but for Cooper Cup, they'd be incredible. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a good point. This is this might be more of a bettable market this year than than in years past. So why I bring point. it up? Yeah, good point. So why I bring it up? You know, you now now Joe Burrow typically does when he has these super high passing games. Like more than one guy typically does get his fair share, but but the guy that gets the lion's share is typically Chase. So I still think you lean yeah. there for yeah. sure. And then on the Mahomes side of things, um, you know. Yeah, Kelsey can get his for sure, but I think with Mahomes again, if if he has a four hundred something yard game, it's typically Tyreek's going to have a hundred and fifty. I still think just because of his name, almost it'd be, I think it'd be they'd be the toughest team to not for the quarterback not to win it for Mahomes. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. but no, it's still, I, but I it's a good you. point. He, Hill could still have a massive game, and yeah, he could win. Parlay this morning when we were talking about this, he was like, "What are the kickers?" <laughs> <laughs> said, the kicker's never won, by the way. Robbie Gold was like 500 to 1. You figure if like, the Niners won a low-scoring game where he, he like kicked 350-yarders. Maybe if McPherson could just call every one of his <laughs> kicks for the rest of the uh, next two games. Yeah. Then, yeah. Don't do that. Don't bet on the kicker. Uh, we'll come back. We will look at most rushing yards and most receiving yards for the playoffs as a whole, and we'll update where those are in the leaderboard right now next. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. VSIN's got a great new offer to help make this your best betting year ever. Our all new big game, big dance special providing VSIN plus all access to everything we do from now through April 5th for only $69. Sign up now and get our daily best bet emails, 24 7 video access, the upcoming big game and college hoops betting guides, plus full access, full to VEASAN.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every game. It's one of the most exciting betting seasons of the year. I believe so. So don't miss out on one of our best deals of the year. It's only logical. Visit VEASAN.com slash big deal to sign up today. 8710 Canadian. 8710 Canadian. You are on top of it. On top of it. Dollar strong. Dollar strong. It was 86 something yesterday, right? Why does a, a food smell randomly waft into this well, studio. Let me explain the physics of our studio and how it works around here for you, Gil. Uh, every once in a while, I think when it gets busy over at the Steak and Shake, you know, it kind of it just kind of gets a little smoky with that meat smoke coming over from the from the hamburger meat grills. Smoke. That meat smoke, that's right. <laughs> and uh, somehow we have uh, ventilation in here where I think it just kind of sneaks its way in. It could be worse. Could you, you could be getting cigarettes in here all day. I long. was going to say, our sense of smell is keen in it's here. It's very keen. Yeah. It's, it's funny how we all notice it. Like, the, when it hits, it hits us like a like a like a brick wall. Because you know? the steak and shake is is a is about a sand wedge from here. Yeah, oh, like that. Yeah. Oh, I mean a good sand. little sandy. Little later, good yeah. little sandy. And a good sandwich over over a couple slot machines. You gotta go. You gotta really get some yeah. loft on it. Otherwise, yeah. you, you gotta, know, yeah. you gotta make sure you go around the escalator up to the movie theater. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this place is amazing. By the way, if you've never been to the South Point, full. Full legit multiplex movie theater upstairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Full legit, full breath bowling alley upstairs. Things that I like, I never use, and when I do, I, I remember that they're there. Yeah, and we never think about it, but we're like, it's it's amazing. It's I a whole to, world up there. I went to a movie up there like two weeks ago for the first time in like two and a half years, and I thought the same thing, Gil. I was yeah. like, this is a beautiful movie theater up here that we never, I never, never. go I've to. I've never been to one. Not to mention the, uh, 
meat smoke from the Steak and Shake, apparently. And the best food deal in town. Look at it. Look at that majestic hotel. That's right. Be- that purple hey, sky. Best food deal in town. I'm telling you, when you come here, when you come to Vegas for a weekend and you, you maybe do things like I do where you, you maybe had a few too many drinks, you hit the craps table, you know, you, before you know it, bef- by the end of night two, you've spent almost every dollar you have. You come to the South Point and get $1.25 hot dogs for lunch. Oh, that will save you. That will save your whole trip. That'll save you is right. Delicious hot dogs. Dude. Really delicious. Who doesn't love a hot dog? I'll tell you, Jonathan Von Tobel, if he has too many of them at once. Uh, Legendary yeah. content. Yeah, he's probably never going to have another one of those. I'm never going to be able to drink eggnog again. We ruin things around here. I, I, don't, I, don't, I think we'll get you on the eggnog challenge again next year. <laughs> I love eggnog. I didn't have a single sip of it all holidays because of that. I'm just going to tell you, I think we get you back on it. When's that kicking challenge happening for reals? When is that happening? It's too cold, man. Yeah, we're going in the summertime okay. when it's content's too, a little it's, slower. It's too cold. You know? And it's going to be too warm. I mean, there's going to be an excuse for everything. Nah, he no, will. I no, mean, it'd be too warm I, for It me. can never get too warm. Like, it Yeah, Matt's be, weird. It's know, never it too warm 110, that would be perfect. That's <laughs> like, hmm, 115. Yeah. This is awesome. We, we have Matt Brown and Matt Humans, who are like two of the weirdest individuals I've ever met in my life when it comes to temperature. Both of the, Matt Humans will go golf every day during the summer because he prefers like 115 degrees over like 70 degrees, which is too cold for him. Be- between the uh, intense heat exposure and the rampant fast food consumption, th- he is a medical marvel. It- it's very impressive. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's very impressive. It's amazing. Odds to have the most receiving yards in the playoffs. How was that for a segue, by the way? Mm-hmm. Odds to have the most receiving yards in the playoffs. So here's the dilly. So this is the on the right side of the screen. Those are the current number of receiving yards that each of these folks in the market have. So Cooper Cup, as you see, is the leader after that performance this past Sunday against the Bucks. 244. Tyrese got 207. Travis Kelsey has 204. Kels. Jamar Chase has 225. Hmm. So he is actually second in the total leaderboard right now. T. Higgins, 106. Odell Beckham Jr., 123. Those two far behind. But then you'll see the associated odds. So the reason that I said Jamar Chase fourth is because he's actually, despite having the second most yards right now, 19 yards behind Cup, he's at 4-1. to one. But Cup is the favorite at minus 125. Reek, plus 250. Kels, 3-1. to one. Jamar, 4-1. to one. And T. Higgins and Odell Beckham Jr., both at 40-1 to one, with a lot of ground to gain. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the problem with, with Cup is that it's, it's priced appropriately unless you believe that they are going to just destroy the 49ers, which I don't think anybody right. believes that. Yeah, Because Sean McVay, Sean McVay has shown that he will just turtle up and go into preserve win, the win mode or something. And so uh, you would just have to pray that somewhere along the way of them crushing the 49ers that Cooper Cup didn't get all – didn't get – you know, 185 yards or something along the way, but that would be the only thing. Would be like you would have to you would have to just project that Cooper Cup and the Rams destroy the Niners with somehow that happening without Cooper Cup being a major factor in all that. And so that's just too many dots to connect. For. Yeah, it, it is. It's an interesting market to me because I kind of think because of what you just said, Matt. Like I think Cup's kind of unbettable. I mean, plus you're just talking. Let's just look at the two games this week, right? One's a seven point spread. One's a three point spread, right? So it's sorry, but that you know the Rams could much more easily be upset according to the sports books at least. So yeah. you'd have to be very confident that the Rams are going to be you know just not only. Not only that, Cup's going to end up winning this, but the Rams are going to get past this week and play in the Super and, Bowl. Well, that's the problem with Chase, right? It's like he could very well have the right. most yards this week, but 
they lose. Is he going to win the game? Are they, they going to win the game? Right? I mean, yeah. like, like, like Cincinnati could get down a ton, and he could end up with a 200-yard game because they're just throw. Burrow has to throw 55 times or something. But they don't advance, and so your ticket is is, is no good. Yeah, if you like if you like the Niners and the Chiefs this weekend somehow, like I don't throwing a few bucks on Hill and Kelsey in this market, I, I don't think it's a bad bet at all. Because yeah, just to clarify, this will extend through the Super Bowl, right? So that's the thing, right? You gotta gotta dovetail it with your handicap as to who gets there, what that matchup will be like, all of the above. Not something I think I would bet. No, no. But, if somebody was like, here, you have to make one of these bets. Yes, like you have to. Then I would just I would play Tyree Kill just just for the on, heck of on principle. Right. Yeah, I mean it's plus two fifty versus minus one twenty five versus minus one twenty five. How about rushing? We'll do the same for rushing. Elijah Mitchell of the Niners. How many people do you think realize this that Elijah Mitchell has gained the most yards on the ground in the postseason thus far? One forty nine. Cam Akers, who Sean McVay is obsessed with, yeah. one hundred three. Joe Mixon one hundred two. Debo's got one eleven. <laughs> Now, this was actually interesting. This is interesting because Debo's plus 750. And and if you believe the Rams win, you're getting acres at four and a half. Yeah. And the Chiefs, by the way, was it you, Kelly, who said this? I think you said this because it resonated. And I I think about it every time I see Jarek McKinnon touch the football now. When did Jarek McKinnon become this guy? Where did this come from? Like, (laughs) why is he such a weapon for them all of a sudden now the past, like, three weeks? He wasn't like this before he became a chief. Right. I, I, don't, I don't know. Now he's this, like, completely fast. It, it, you know what else it is? It's one of those number things, right? That he wears number one. Oh, like he looks sleek. He looks smaller than yeah. I remember him, but he's, like, looks quicker, looks faster. I don't, I don't know. It's odd. That's a thing, by the way, that we never talk about. When guys switch uniforms, how they appear. Like, uh, who was the dude? Pierre Garçon. Pierre Garçon, when he went from the Colts to Washington, he went from like this little receiver. <laughs> the first time he put on a, a Washington uniform, I was like, oh my God, he's the biggest receiver I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it's so funny that happens with certain people. Anyway, those are the odds here. I, I, this one I think is obvious. I would bet Acres if I had to make one of the bets just because Plus I think the Rams juicy. win. Yeah. They get to advance and Sean you know, he doesn't even have to be all him. that efficient, right? I mean, like he could, he could only get 58 yards in this one and then get another. You know, fifty something in the. Yeah, but you you don't think they like he wisens up at all and 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 plays goes to Michelle a little bit more this week. I mean, that's why it's priced. Yeah, I think so too. I think you have to take that into account. I mean, I mean, he sure was in love with him all throughout that game last week, so it would be a little weird, I guess, at this point for him. He didn't right. He didn't lose. Confidence in him when he fumbled on the one yard line, which would have put that game out. Yeah, like that game would have been donezo. Then I don't know. I can't imagine he's gonna magically fall out of love with him this week. But I actually think I might take a flyer on Debo, and I know we have Rams futures. But Debo, if I was just landing on this right now, I'd think to myself, you know, they could win that game on Sunday, and this dude could break any run. He's got the biggest game-breaking potential of any of these players, any of them on the board right here. So at plus seven fifty, I think I might take a shot there, and he's. At 111, right? So he's the next person up there to Elijah Mitchell, his teammate. But again, not something I would bet, I don't think. But if you made me, I'd go Debo. I think if I, if I had to, I'd go Akers, but I don't, I don't think this one is. Uh, yeah. I don't think this one's all that great. 
if Mahomes the, being 750 is ridiculous. I was going to say, if the Bills That's the most yards he's ever run for in his career <laughs> this past week. If the Bills were still alive, Josh Allen would, would be interesting to see where he popped up on this list. But one would have to think he would probably be second in this. But we'll never know because he ain't in it. Oh, Josh Allen. Feels so bad. Feels for so bad for that dude. Laid he it all so out there. Good. He was so good. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, I feel I feel bad for that fan base, and it will, I'll say it again. You never know in the NFL. You're like, oh, he'll be back. You never know. I sent you the thing. He didn't do all he could do. <laughs> he could have called heads. He could have called heads. He could have called heads. Come on, Josh Allen. Oh, boy. What a game. What a weekend. We'll come back. Australian Open thoughts as the quarters wind down tonight. It's VEASAN's primetime action. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hunt down a win with the football showdown series presented by Amazon Prime Videos Reacher. Play free fantasy football during the playoffs and fight for your share of $20,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Jack Reacher now to get in on the action in terms of conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Gil, Matt, and Kelly. The Clippers have cut it to 24. Make that 23. Oh, boy, it's getting tight. Nice. The Lakers uh, up on the Nets, start of the third quarter here, 62-53. to 53. And for all the Lakers fans out there, I'm going to say one thing. The season could be a lot worse, a lot worse, if it was not for a guy named Malik Monk, mm-hmm. who is, is basically the only guy who can score on this team outside of not named LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, or Anthony Davis, who is back in the lineup tonight. He has eight points, three blocks for Anthony Davis coming back strong. But Malik Monk, 16 points in the first half to lead the way for the Lakers. Duke, 11.5-point pre-flop favorites at home against Clemson. Tied. On the ropes, right? At yeah. 65 with 255 left in this one. Clemson had just gone up a bucket, and Duke just tied it back up. So we'll keep an eye on that as well. That would be something. Down on Shashevsky Street. Yeah, yeah, it would be. Uh, I do have one bet tonight in the NBA. It's late, later tonight. It is in the late TNT game, uh, Dallas and Golden State. I played the under on this game. Uh, under 211.5 is where I got it at. Dallas, 
Over the past month, this is the best defense in the NBA. Defense efficiency-wise, they are number one. Golden State sitting at number two. And both these offenses are struggling. We've seen notably the, the struggles from Steph Curry um, in that on the offensive side of the ball over the past few games. So under 211.5, pretty low total in the NBA these days. But I thought it was worth a stab there tonight. So that's my only bet of the evening. Hmm. Okay, good. Let's talk some tennis for a little bit. Australian Open, down under, in Melbourne. Um, Gael Monfils was the pick yesterday. It loses in five sets. Monfils just got rolled in the fifth set to Matteo Berrettini, so the plus 140 dog does not get home. And we've reached the point now, the second half of the quarters, where I have to tell you, the lines on the sides, pretty, pretty accurate, all of them. Uh, tonight, by the way, Danielle freaking Collins just got her way to the semifinals. She beat Alizé Cornet. How would you like to be named Alizé Cornet? That's and, a pretty. Uh, that's a pretty sweet name. Alizé. Yeah, I, I like it. That's I a pretty like cool it. name. But freaking Collins is in, is headed to the semis. And Maddie Keys gets it done convincingly yesterday. Yes, convincingly against Barbora Krajikova. Three and three and two. I mean, that was a, a convincing win. And then, so, I mean, Ash Barty just destroyed like, like Ash Barty. Like just it. A dem- I mean, demolition. Yeah. I mean, all those lines are justified, including, I would say, all the ones on the side tonight. Yannick Sinner is a minus 140 favorite against Stefanos Tsitsipas. The numbers actually bear that out, believe it or not. Um, Medvedev, you know, late into the night, minus 800 against Ogier Aliassim. Yeah, it's about right. Nadal justified as a minus 185 favorite over Berrettini in the semis. That's tomorrow. Um, Lady side, tonight. Sviatek, minus 400 against the Estonian Kaya Kanepi. Pretty right. And Ash Batty in the semis tomorrow, minus 525 against Maddie Keys. As great as Maddie Keys is playing. Now, might this one be a little bloated on Barney? That one seems a little bit. I, I mean, a little I wouldn't. Bit. I don't expect it to get home, but if someone said they wanted to play her at 350, I wouldn't be like, that's yeah. the worst thing in the world. Right. Like, I, I could see a justification because Maddie yeah. Key's really short-term numbers are pretty darn good. But Barty, she just doesn't – she doesn't forget lose a match. She doesn't lose a set. She doesn't get broken. And Amanda Nisimova finally broke her consecutive streak of not getting broken. Broke her once in that match. Um, but the, the only bet I have, by the way, I did take the over in games in the center Tsitsipas match, which is starting at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. Actually, it might be 10 and 7. I mean, let's, let's say it's 11 or an 8, I believe. 11 Eastern, 8 Pacific. Something. Or it's tonight. It's after this show. Yeah, it's 11. I think it's. Yeah. We yeah. said on the graphic. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if the graphic is right. But it's, I, I took the over in game. I took 39 and a half. Over 39 and a half and minus 120. 11 Eastern. And essentially, that bet is that there's not a straight set win here. You're looking for a fourth set. And by the way, the four sets can't be like 6-2, 6-3 the whole way either. So four competitive sets of tennis at the very least, and we look to cash and, that one. And with that one, at least for the people on the West Coast, with the starting at eight, um, if you want to tune in and kind of see one of the, these guys that may kind of rise to that next level, be one of the the stars on the tour, like we were saying, I mean, Yannick Center's, 20 in a couple months, you know, he just turned 20, I think at the end of 2020. So he, 20 years old and I think three or four months old and, and just, you know, tons and tons and tons of talent, super young can still develop into what I think could be one of the, the real, you know, perennial stars on tour here. We always say that though. We see, we see these guys in, 
at 19, 20, 21 and say, man, if they can just take that next step and then it just never really gets there a lot of times. But uh, if you want to tune in and see one of those guys, I mean, it's, it's, it's so great. I think he could be, he's one of the the only ones here in a while where I'm kind of like, I think he could be that guy. Like, I kind of think he could be that guy. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, look, we said it about team and we said it about Zverev and we said it about all these guys. Team has won one major. Zverev has won none. Medvedev is really the only guy that can that has cracked with his one major that, that you could definitely put him in the the group of greats, I think. He will be there for sure. But Sinner has all the talent in the world. Sinner should get there. But these guys, the the uh, the big three that I mean, at least, you know, in the in the case of Nadal and Djokovic, they're not going anywhere. Yeah. It's like what did John Isner say the one time? He's like, he's like, what do you <laughs> he's like, how do you feel about your career? He goes, Well, if those guys would stop being so greedy. The best thing for Sinner is that, like, five years from now they'll be gone, and yes. he'll be only be 25. Yes, he's like, got that going for him. That's, like, the best thing going for him. Yeah, Sinner is, is uh, Sinner and Korda, I think, are the uh, the great young ones right now in the game. But Shapovalov, he really seems to have the switch finally seems to be clicking for Denis Shapovalov, who lost to Rafa Nadal in five sets last night. Yeah. Oh, man. But Medvedev at minus 125, to me, that's still a good price to win all of this. Minus 125 is still a good price on Daniil Medvedev at this point, halfway through the quarters. He's already in the semis. Quarter really going to be that good? Like, right. this this family's just that this good at sports? It's incredible. By the way, Medvedev's still in the quarters, pardon me. Yes, that family is still. Well, Sebastian Korda and Nelly Korda's dad played professional tennis, Peter Korda. So it's kind of in their blood. Gotcha. The DNA, the genetics, if you will. Duke up two with 38.6 seconds left. 69-67. James Harden trying to bring the Nets back. They have uh, cut the cut the Lakers lead to six. 69-63 Lakers, 7-18 left uh, in the third quarter. James Harden has 25 points. Eight rebounds, seven assists, two steals, one block, and five turnovers. But uh, he's doing basically everything for Brooklyn. As there's uh, some reports coming out that he's not getting, not very happy with uh, the whole Kyrie part-time oh, playing situation. Yeah. Really? It's starting to leak out of the Brooklyn camp. Really? Because he was he was so nonchalant about it before. It was the whole uh, apparently the whole hey I came here to play on a super team I could have done what I'm doing now back in Houston. Which is, it's fair. He's kind of right. Especially now with uh, KD Hurt, it's all magnified. Yeah. I mean, you look at a box score like that, I mean, nobody else is in double-digit points. LaMarcus Aldridge is the next, uh, next best with nine. He's doing everything for this team. Clip show, cut it to 20. Towards the end of the third quarter. Does Clemson have the ball or does Duke have the ball? I'm curious. Let's see what Clemson can do here. So anyway, I uh, you Wait, know the Clippers the Clippers won. Sorry, sorry, Gil. This is yeah. not even more ridiculous. The Kings are stuck on thirty three with nine minutes left to go in the third quarter. Oh my! That God. game is seventy three to thirty three with nine minutes left in the third. Wait, who are they playing? At Boston. They're oh, in, they're at the Celtics. Yes. Nine minutes left in the third. They are shooting twenty percent from the field, nine percent from three. <laughs> what? Nine percent. They from keep putting three. them up. They're Three points. What is this? High school? Can we get that up on a screen? I would yeah, love put, to see this. 20% from the floor and 9% from three. 33 points with nine minutes left in the third? Yeah. Oh, man. Buddy healed two of 10. Mitchell, one of nine. Barnes, one of 10. 
Bagley, one of three. Halliburton, 0 of seven. Over. Harkless, 0 of three. This is amazing. <laughs> this is amazing. Wow. 28 for Jalen Brown. 24 for Jason Tatum. I maintain what I say. This happens. This happens in the NBA now way more than it used to. We see. I mean, how many nights have we been in here now and seen? Oh. Ha, have we seen th- at three forty plus point leads at, uh, during nights? 100%. I think. It, I think it's the third night we've seen that. This year. These these margins get to like twenty and thirty in no time now. Duke with the rock up to thirty seconds left. Nine second discrepancy between the game clock and the uh, shot clock. And we're not going to get there. We're going to get to a commercial first. <laughs> but let's see what Duke does this with this last possession. They're just going to dribble out as much of the uh, shot clock as they can before they do anything. A little probe, little inbounds pass. Shot, score, Duke up four. Pretty much ball game with 10.6 seconds left as Clemson frantically comes down court. Stop, pop, three, no good. Duke's going to win it. Clemson, follow-up three, no good. We're coming back. Beeson's primetime action. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. 